Hey guys, my name is Carlos. Most of y'all know me as Cargo. I'm the host for the Go For Two podcast, where I break down the offseason to see how teams got better or worse through free agency in the draft. I create team reports and, of course, do a lot of mock drafts. And during the regular season, I hit you with all the fantasy football information and cover all the big headlines. And, of course, got to cover the playoffs, where I break down matchup and predict winners. Not all the time, of course. But welcome to season four. Let's go for it. Alrighty, guys. Today we're going to be taking a look at the Minnesota Vikings last year, who uh, thirteen and four, first in the NFC North. Um, Kevin O'Connell enters his second season. Uh, last year, the season came to an end in a wild card loss to the New York Giants. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw for forty five hundred yards last year. 29 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Dalvin Cook ran for 1,100 yards, 8 touchdowns, 295 yards receiving, and 2 receiving touchdowns. Alexander Madison, 283 yards rushing with 5 touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, over 1,800 yards receiving and 8 touchdowns. Adam Thielen, 716 yards receiving with 6 touchdowns. K.J. Osborne, 650 yards, receiving five touchdowns. T.J. Hawkinson, 519 yards and three touchdowns. Last year, the Minnesota Vikings on offense averaged about 24.9 points per game, which was eighth best in the NFL. Um, Averaged 361 yards per game, seventh best in the NFL. 263 yards passing, which is sixth best in the NFL. They averaged about 98 yards rushing per game, which was 27th best in the NFL. 47 sacks allowed, which was 8th most in the NFL. And then Kirk Cousins, 15 interceptions tied for 7th most in the uh, the NFL. Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson had 5 interceptions each. Cameron Bynum, 2 interceptions. Daniil Hunter, 10.5 sacks. Sedarius Smith. 10 sacks, DJ Woodman and Patrick Jones, four sacks each. Now looking at some of the key losses for the Minnesota Vikings, um, you look at Dalvin Cook on offense, Adam Thielen as well, Irv Smith, and then on defense, Dalvin Thomason, Sedarius Smith, Patrick Peters, and Eric Kendricks. In the first round of the NFL draft, the Minnesota Vikings went with Mr. Belindikoff winner, USC Trojan, Jordan Addison. Uh, in the third round, they go back to USC with a quarterback in Makai Blackman. Fourth round, they go with the cornerback, Jay Ward, out of LSU. In the fifth round, they go back to LSU with defensive lineman, J- Jacqueline Roy. Fifth round, quarterback, Jaron Hall out of BYU, and seventh round, Dwayne McBride out of UAB. So Kevin O'Connell in his first year took the Vikings to the playoffs to lose to the Giants in the wild card game um, in probably one of the worst ways ever. It was a check down to TJ Hawkinson on a fourth and eight. Um, you know, essentially we're asking, you know, who are the Minnesota Vikings? Are they legit contenders in the NFC North? Um, should they be the favorites or do the Lions have all the momentum? You know, for me, uh, Kirk Cousins had a great year last year. Um, you know, a lot of these games were close. So that's where some of the issues that people have with Kirk Cousins. 
Um, and some of the losses to good teams were really bad, like the Cowboys when it was 40-3 to at one point. Um, and unfortunately, Kirk Cousins has fallen into this category of, you know, um, guys like Tony Romo and Phillip Rivers. They played very well during the regular season. They put up all the numbers, great competitors. They want to win, but for whatever reason, they can't seem to get over the hump. And it, I don't know if it's them just playing teams that are better or just like some costly mistakes like interceptions and stuff like that. Um, you know, so during the draft, there was a little bit of a rumor going around that the Vikings might take a quarterback, uh, but they decided to wait to the fifth round to take Jaron Hall out of BYU, who essentially is just a project quarterback. Um, you know, this is really Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, big opportunity. He just got an extension, but as we've seen, guys can get extensions and still get traded um, if they don't play well. Um I really like this team, even with some of the loss of the big-time players like Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. They have a really good core of young players. Um, you look at Alexander Madison. He's a guy who got an extension a couple of years ago to essentially just be the backup. But now I think he's a guy who could definitely carry the load. Um, this, off, this run game shouldn't really skip a beat. I know he's not Dalvin Cook, but I think he'll still be very productive. Um, and then a the guy that everybody liked last year in the fourth round, was uh, um, a guy who could see more work in the pass-catching department. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Tony Pollard, um, Ty Chandler out of North Carolina. He's got a little bit of juice, um, and I feel like he can make some guys miss in the open field. Um, they also have you know their seventh-round pick, Dwayne McBride. Um, he's a more bigger physical back if Alexander Madison was to go down. Um, the star of the show is really Justin Jefferson, who went insane last year, leading the league in receiving with 1,800 yards. Um, you know, I expect him to, you know, have a really good year. Um, a lot of people said he's looked really good in camp, so he can go uh, possibly show everybody why he's the best wide receiver in the NFL again this year if he stays healthy. In the first round, they obviously added wide receiver Jordan Addison out of USC. Um, this was the Belindikoff winner um, as the best wide receiver in college football. A really nice addition, and I think it's essentially an upgrade from Adam Thielen. Um, I know he's not necessarily going to be able to do what Adam Thielen did for this offense, but he has a chance to, you know, make a lot of plays. He's an excellent route runner. He can create separation. Um, so I look for him to possibly later on in the season, you know, get really hot um, as far as maybe some fantasy value there. Um, KJ Osborne is a guy that you shouldn't also sleep on. I think he's another really good option. And then last year, obviously, they traded for TJ Hawkinson midseason to help this offense. And I think he really didn't make a big difference. And I think another year in this offense should make him um, possibly the second best weapon on this on this team here. The offensive line is a solid unit led by left tackle Christian Dorsal and right tackle Brian O'Neill. Um, they're a solid duo. They brought back Garrett Bradbury. That's going to be huge for this offense. Ezra Cleveland and um, Ed Ingram, both the guards, did struggle last year. Um, so they were forced to throw the ball a lot, you know, which is why Kirk Cousins was sacked 38 times last year. But I just think if they have a little bit more of a balanced running attack, you know, obviously they would keep their defense fresh. They would wear out their opponents, and they would be able to protect Kirk Cousins a little bit more. But um, nevertheless, um, this offense should be really fun to watch and
Um, one of the reasons why they had to throw the ball so much last year. Um, and that's where I kind of keep thinking about like Tony Romo. I know I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, but you know, Tony Romo had to put up all these crazy numbers and points and stats because the defense couldn't make those key stops. So, um, and looking at this Vikings defense last year is really one of the worst in the league. They allowed 388 yards per game, which is second most in the NFL, 265 yards passing per game, second most in the NFL, 123 yards allowed uh, rushing per game, 13 most in the NFL, um, and then only 38 sacks, in the, uh, which is tied for 21st in the league. Um, and it's not because they don't have talent. A lot of this is due is to guys not being able to, to be healthy and also, I think, coaching. One of the big improvements that the Vikings made over this offseason was bringing in Brian Flores to be the defensive coordinator. When he was a head coach in Miami, they had one of the top units for a couple of years. This defense just needs some juice to match the offense. Um, and, you know, you look at some of the guys they lost in Dalvin Thompson, Sedaria Smith, Eric Kendricks, Patrick Peterson, um, and now they're going to try to replace them with, like, young talent. Uh, it's going to be a, a a tough one there just because you hope that this defense can't be – I don't think the defense will be as worse as last year, but I don't think they're going to be that much better than they were last year. Um, they did bring over Dean Lowry from the Packers, and they drafted LSU Tiger Jacqueline Roy in the fifth round to help out Harrison Phillips and Kyrus Tuonga on that defensive line. Daniil Hunter was re-signed, so that's huge for them. They also brought in former UTSA um, edge rusher Marcus Davenport, um, who had a really good season a couple years ago. Right now he's kind of coming off an injury, so his health is going to be a question mark until we get into the season. I do like DJ Wanaman and Pat Jones. Um, these are uh, a couple guys they took a couple years ago. They both had four sacks. A nice depth at the rotation is what I like to see. Um, Jordan Hicks returns without um, Eric Kendricks. Um, and, I mean, Eric Kendrick was kind of the leader of that defense. So now you're asking, uh, you know, essentially um, third-round pick last year, Brian Osoa, to take on more this year with Jordan Hicks. Um, you know, hope this guy is super athletic, gifted. Um, hopefully he can get it together on, on defense because they're going to need him. The secondary right now is still a mess. Um, Harrison Smith is the only player who's been consistent, and he's been consistent at a very high level. Um, but he's obviously getting up there in age. Um, so last year they took Lewis Klein in the first round. He missed all of last year with an injury. Hopefully they can get this former Georgia Bulldog healthy. Um, I like Cameron Bynum, who who last year had his ups and downs. Um, I still think he'll be a key contributor, maybe as far as like, a rotation with these guys, and then along with um, LSU Tiger, Jay Ward, who they took in the fourth round. Uh, the cornerback position has just been an issue for several years. Um, you know, I went back a couple of years to kind of see, you know, um, how this quarterback cornerback group has uh, come and gone here. So back in 2015, first-round pick Trey Waynes didn't get a second contract. 2016 second-round pick Mackenzie Alexander never played to the hype. 2018 first-round pick Mike Hughes ended up getting traded at one point. 2020 first-round pick ended up getting uh, released because of off-the-field issues. They also had a third-round pick in Cameron Dantzler who never played up to his skill. 
fifth round pick Harrison Hand, you know, is no longer on the team. And then last year they went and drafted um, in the second round Andre Booth out of Clemson who was injured. Uh, fourth round pick Akali Evans um, had some nice moments, but also you know struggled to stay healthy. And then now they add another um, cornerback in the third round, USC Trojan uh, Makai Blackman. I'm sorry, in the fourth round. Um, I think he has a legit chance to, you know, become a starter. This is a guy who can play. He had one of the highest ratings, according to PFF, as far as a man cover and zone coverage guy. Um, and then they've also brought in Myron Murphy, another former Arizona Cardinal. Uh, the only thing is, is he's also coming off an injury as well. So um, hopefully these guys, these guys can get healthy because um, if they can, if they can play well, they have a nice core of young players in the secondary. Um, the, the question is, is obviously, can they stay healthy? And how long will it be for this e- for this defense to gel, essentially? Um, you know, I, I feel like they're going to have a tough road as they try to figure themselves out on defense. Um, but age is not on their side here. Uh, but, you know, ultimately with Kirk Cousins, I think they're at least a seven-win team. Um, and I think, you know, looking at this season – um, they beat the Bucks. And they lose to Philadelphia on Thursday night football. And they lose to the Chargers. They beat Carolina. They lose to the Chiefs. Um, they beat Chicago. Uh, week seven, I think they'll surprise some teams and win on, on Monday night against the San Francisco 49ers, who were not the team of the, the 49ers of the last couple of years. The Green Bay Packers, they get a win. Falcons, they get a win. Um, I think they'll lose to the Saints week 10 because obviously of that that miracle play. I'm sure a lot of Saints fans are holding on to that grudge for sure. Um, I think they beat the Denver Broncos. They lose to the Chicago Bears. They go on a bye week. They beat the Raiders. They lose to Cincinnati. They lose to Detroit. They win against the Packers, and then they win against the Lions. Um you know, just to try to get into the playoffs here. Um, I think the Minnesota Vikings there's going to be a little bit of a regression, I still think, from last year. I think 13 wins was, you know, really nice. A lot of those games were close. So I think they're really about a 9-10 to 10 win team, essentially. Um, like I said, Kirk Cousins is good enough to win you seven games. But I feel like this team can lose you a lot of games um, just because of that defense. Um, and, you know, they're obviously going through some new faces and new places and new positions and stuff like that. So I think it's going to take them a little bit of, of time to gel, but I still think they'll be uh, competitive in this division. Just want to say thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys follow me on social media. And always just remember, go for two.